having been involved in church planning and, and knowing its, its ups and its downs and its joys and its sorrows and the struggle of it all, um, today I, when I was thinking about a message and trying to feel in my heart what the Spirit uh, would want for us today, I, I feel I, I'm given to, to believe that every service is important. And God wants to do something in every service. And God wants to speak into our lives every time the word goes forth. So I do not take this lightly. And uh, as I was praying yesterday, I prayed, God, amen, somebody, touch somebody's heart. Touch somebody's life. All the, the uh, niceties and, and, and all that aside, I'm only focused today really on one thing, is that God could speak to us today. Amen. Do you want God to speak to us, to us today? Could we just ask him to do that one more time? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you today. Thank you for your goodness today. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Hallelujah. Amen. If you could stand with me one more time, I want to read... Beginning this morning at the book of John chapter 19 and beginning with verse 16. Gospel of John chapter 19 verse 16. Then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he bearing his cross went forth into a place called of the uh, the place of a skull which is called in Hebrew Golgotha amen Hebrews chapter 12 verse 22 but ye are come unto mount zion and unto the city of the living god and the heavenly jerusalem and to an innumerable company of angels to the general assembly of the church of the firstborn which are written in heaven and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than of Abel. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. The preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Amen. Could we ask the Lord one more time to bless his word? Lord Jesus, thank you today for everyone that is assembled in this house today. Oh, God, we pray your spirit would overshadow us today and that your word would find a lodging place in our heart and that, God, you would draw us today to your side. We thank you for this wonderful group of people today. Lord, we applaud you for what you have done in, in lives and hearts. And Lord, we ask you to do it again today. Amen. Touch a heart. Draw us by your spirit. Bring us into your warm embrace. And we thank you for it today in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. you may be seated. 
Amen. Here in our text in the book of Hebrews, there is a contrast that is given. It is contrasting Abel's offering and that of the offering of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says here that, uh, that, that uh, Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things. Everybody say better things. Better things than of Abel. Abel's offering was pleasing and acceptable to God. The offering of Jesus Christ was acceptable and pleasing to God. Abel's offering was a blood offering. The offering of Jesus Christ also was a blood offering. Abel's offering was an imperfect, however, offering of blood. Because Hebrews chapter 10 verse 4 says, For it is not possible that the blood of bullocks and of goats should take away sins. Amen. The blood of Christ was the ultimate and the perfect offering for sin. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 18 and 19 says, For as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation or your vain lives received by the tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. When the writer of Hebrews penned those words that speaking of something better than the sacrifice of of Abel. Amen. He was talking about the perfection of that lamb which was slain from the very foundation of the world. It was this offering that would liberate mankind fully and finally from the indictment of sin. All that the offering of blood of bullocks and lambs and, all, and animal sacrifice only, amen, pushed their sins forward, waiting for that day and that moment when Messiah would come. Oh, what a day it was if we, uh, if we could have uh, been there. What a day it was when Messiah came on the scene because now, Amen. The contrast between the imperfect offering and the perfect offering is now made clear. Jesus Christ offering his sacrifice for our sin, for you and for me today. Oh, what a wonderful thing it is today to have that hope that is in Jesus Christ. In our text, we're, we read this morning of the, the moment, the situation when they delivered Jesus Christ and they led him away. And the scripture says, he bearing his cross went forth into the place of a skull which in, uh, was called Golgotha. Amen. That brief couple of verses there describing uh, that which the entirety of the world, past, present, and future, would hang upon. It is the offering of Jesus Christ on that tree. Ever how, amen, morbid it is to some people. Ever how bloody it may seem to some people. Uh, it is the precious blood, the scripture says, that was going to be shed on that tree 
that would give you hope today, hope to walk away from sin, hope to live free from sin, hope to have eternal life. It was that blood. And while he hung there on that cross, brother and sister, friend today, amen, while he hung there, amen, your fate and my fate hung in the balance of those moments. And while he hung there, they cried out, if you be the Christ, come on down off that cross, amen, and show us and prove to us that you are who you say you are, that you are God. But he stayed on that old cross, amen, why? Because Hebrews also tells us for the joy that was set before him, amen, he endured the cross, despising the shame of it, amen. Why? Because he could see something far greater and something far better he could see, I believe, with the eter eternal eyes of an omniscient God. I believe he could see all the way into, amen, 2022 uh, today, amen, on this mo Sunday morning and see you sitting here. You see, we talked about coming, me coming uh, uh, almost a year ago, around a year ago, but God already knew who would be sitting here on this morning and he knew who would be coming and he knew your circumstance and your situation. And I'm here today to tell you that Jesus Christ, he he went to that cross for you. He hung on that cross for you. Amen. And he stayed there until the debt was paid in full. Amen. And the blood was given, dear friend, today. Amen. He, amen, who had all forsook it all so that you and I might be able to have this today. Hallelujah. Could we clap our hands to our Lord Jesus today? Oh, what a sacrifice. What a sacrifice. Hallelujah. Oh, friend today. Amen. What a sacrifice. What an offering. And he did it for me. And he did it for you today. Hallelujah. We serve an individual God. He is the God of the individual. He knows my name. Amen. You don't know my name, but Jesus knows my name today. You don't know where I live, maybe, but Jesus knows where I live today. Amen. Jesus, amen, is a intimate Savior today. And he knows today every detail about your life. He knows where you're, you're at in your life. He knows the challenges that you face. He knows even what's on the horizon of your tomorrow. He has already been there and he knows already, amen, what you're going to face today. And he's that kind of God and he died just for me. I believe that our Savior in the scripture would bear out so love the world. Amen came to seek and to save that which was lost, that if you were the only sinner, Jesus Christ would have come and given his life just for you. Amen. We see it borne out in the 99 and the 1. We see the one lost sheep that the good shepherd goes forth to rescue and find. Amen. Maybe today there is a one lost sheep in the house today. Maybe today there are more than one, but I'm here today to say that God's interest and his, amen, his introspection is focused on you today. It is because he loves you. 
Amen. And so we read the preaching of the cross. The preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. I preach to you today the power of God. Amen. Because of the cross today. Oh, hallelujah. When we preach, we must preach the cross. I want to talk to you for a few moments about the testimony of an inanimate objects in our life. And my subject this morning is this. Let the cross speak. Amen. Let the cross speak. You know, we can, we can receive feelings and uh, we can receive uh, certain understanding even from inanimate objects. Amen. I have a, a Bible in my possession the Bible is my mother's Bible, and it was presented to her by what was then the Northwest District Ladies Auxiliary. In 1959, August was the month, they, had, they presented my mother and my father both with matching Bibles, different colors, but matching Bibles, because they were outbound, headed for the mission field, and our family was to leave North America and go when I was a child, to the island, the Philippine Islands, and their uh, minister, and uh, what a great uh, few years that was. That Bible went, uh, went on board ship and took a journey on board ship for a month to get to the Orient and finally to the Philippine Islands. It, uh, it stayed there for about three and a half years. My mother caught polio in the Philippine Islands. We had to come home. She came home. She was paralyzed from her neck down. And, uh, and that was uh, seemingly a, a very, very uh, difficult thing. Uh, but that Bible, uh, though she couldn't pick it up with her own hands, we would often pick up that Bible and lay it down in her lap and then sometimes we'd sit there and turn the pages for her as she read in her Bible. She loved to read her Bible. And, uh, and so it was. That was that way for about two years until she finally succumbed and passed away. When she died, I asked my father, uh, you know, different ones were wanting different mementos and so on. I asked my father for her Bible. I was nine years of age, and that was one of the most important things to my mother. And, and so dad said he would, he would keep it for me. So he held on to it for about a year or so, and then he, he gave it to me. I've had that Bible ever since. Now, we know the Bible is the word of God, and, of course, that makes it precious to us. But to the printer, it's just a collection of printed words on pages and put into a binding and, and uh, perhaps some leather attached or some kind of cover attached. It's just an inanimate object. But I can pick up that Bible. And without ever opening the Bible, it speaks to me. Over the years when I've been in difficult situations and I've been tested and tried and, and have questions. 
Sometimes I just go to the office. Get my dad and my mom's Bibles and just put them in my lap or on the desk. And uh, it speaks to me. It, it calms me. It, it has a way of talking to me. Inanimate objects can speak to you that way. And, you know, if you've ever moved into house, Brother Daryl was my ride this morning. Where are you, Brother Daryl? You here? Right there. He's in the buying houses and flipping and, and selling. So there is something about it. I've had occasion as a child. We moved several times and uh, walking into a new house there, a new old house, should I say, uh, new to us. If you stop, you can, you can sense things. You can sense sometimes if there is a spirit of unrest. I'm not trying to be spooky or anything here today. I'm just talking about real stuff. There's so much stuff blows by us because we're in such a hurry to live and to get it done. But, but I, can, I, can, I can feel things. I've thought often, oh, if these walls could speak what they would tell us. If the walls in your house could speak, it would tell all kinds of stories. And when I go home, it's just another box with some doodads and some fixings, and we have a nice home that is constantly under construction because I'm a builder. And, but, to me, it's home. It feels right. It's comfortable. And the spirit in that home is emanates from our family and our coming together. And inanimate objects speak to us. Amen. I'm here today to talk about one of those inanimate objects, and it's called the cross. You know, at, at the very best, the cross is a piece of wood hewn from a, a tree. We don't even know how, how finished it might have been. Probably wasn't. It was probably pretty rude and, and crude and rough and, and, and pretty unfinished. But, but this particular piece of wood became the instrument of capital punishment in which the Christ Amen. The fixture of all ages, past, present, and future, residing upon that one piece of wood, an inanimate object. But you see, the cross has become a symbol in Christianity, not because of its it, it, it was the best piece of wood on the market or not because it came from a, a great tree or not because of its essence itself. It was just meant to be an a instrument of capital punishment. But it, it became the instrument in which Jesus the Christ, amen, gave his life for and life upon. And so the cross became a symbol of Christianity and, uh, and, and it became more than just what it was because of what happened on that cross. Amen. It's what happened on that tree that makes it what it is. Amen. The reason why we sing on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. 
the emblem of suffering and shame. Oh, the reason why we talk about the cross and in our scripture, the reason why we preach about the cross is not because of the essence of what it was, but it's what happened on it that makes it what it is. Amen. Because the cross... Amen, became a symbol to the early apostolic church and down to the ages of he who suffered and gave his life on that tree. That old piece of wood, that inanimate object becomes, amen, an instrument that can speak to us today. Amen. The cross is still speaking today. Oh, 2,000 years, you haven't been able to quiet its voice. And it's speaking in this room today to somebody, amen, somebody here today needs to hear, amen, the voice that emanates from this cross today. Amen. The cross speaks, amen. And thus, in the writing of the Holy Scripture, we find that the preaching of the cross is the power of God. Amen. If you let it, the cross will preach its own message. In fact, in fact, the apostle Paul went on to say, I don't speak to you in, 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 the, in the wisdom of the world. I don't speak to you with ornate words and conversation lest I make the cross of Christ to none effect. Amen. We can silence the cross with our preaching. I'm here today to say, I, I hate to say it, but I've, I've endured messages in which the cross could not be heard. Preaching that did not, amen, let the cross speak. And I'm here today to say, if there's anything you need to speak in your life today, it's the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ wants to talk and speak into your life. The cross has a message for you. Amen. The preaching of the cross is the power of God. It is summed up by the willingness and submission of that, amen, that that body that was created in which the holy God resided, amen, where he could offer the sacrifice ultimately for all mankind's sin, your sin and my sin today, amen. It was on that cross and the preaching of that cross. Some people think is foolishness, but we know today it's the power of God. It's the power of God, amen. What would the cross speak today? Amen. The cross, first of all, speaks of hope. Amen. The cross speaks hope today. Hallelujah. Amen. There is no more miserable place in your life to be at a place of hopelessness. To be hopeless. Amen. I talked to more than one person over the years. They have lost all hope. Amen. When you get to that point in your life, it just brings to you confusion and misery. Living becomes just a, a bearing 
amen, of each day, day to day, Hey man, it brings its misery, but I'm here today to say if you can listen to the cross for a moment, hey man, the cross wants to speak hope into your life. The cross wants to talk to you today. The cross wants to tell you there, there is hope in your life. There is hope in your future that God has a plan for each one of you today. Hey man, that he, hey man, wants to become that budding, uh, blossoming hope in your life today. Oh, if we could hear the cross today. Amen. The cross would speak to us of hope. Amen. Therefore, 2 Corinthians 5, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Amen. It doesn't matter what happened in the past. It doesn't matter what your past looks like. It doesn't matter the experiences. It doesn't matter where sin took you. Amen. We have a God who went to a cross, and the cross speaks today of hope. Amen. It looked like a defeat. It looked like capital punishment, but it truly was the only hope of all the generations of mankind. And today that same cross speaks of hope in your life. Hope in your life. Amen. You may have come today feeling hopeless and your situation may seem to be overwhelming you. Your challenge may be great before you, but I'm here today to tell you you can leave this house this morning, amen, with a new lease on life, amen, with a new hope today, amen. The Lord Jesus wants hope, amen, to, to, to come up out of your life today, and you can find hope because the cross says, amen, there's still hope for you, amen. You say, well, Brother D, I, you know, we're talking about inanimate objects. We've listened to a lot of dumber things than that. In fact, you listen to yourself way too much. Amen. But why is it that we always hear the condemner so easily? Is it not because he mirrors the insecurities and the fears and, and the things that he sees presented to him and he's so good at using all kinds of things to, to, to get your attention and, and we hear, amen, from our enemy, we hear from the accuser of the brethren, we, we are so, so able to hear him but sometimes we can't even hear the voice of God. But, hey man, the voice of God is so powerful that it even speaks from inanimate objects like the cross. Hey man, the, the hope that Jesus Christ has for you in your life today, hey man, is, uh, is paramount today in this room. We've got to understand that God is speaking to us today. And sometimes we've got to shut the rest of the stuff out and allow ourselves to focus in on the spirit and understand that God is speaking into my life. And so Paul writes in Romans, who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who maketh intercession for us. Who, who shall separate us? Who shall separate us? 
from the love of God. Amen. The love of Christ. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. Who, who can separate us? Amen. The cross says nobody. The cross says no situation, no circumstance, no matter how bad, how difficult, how treacherous. Amen. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Amen. Nothing can. No, no persecution, no distress, no famine, no nakedness, no peril, no, no, no sore, no, amen, no economic downturn, no, amen, uh, no uh, financial disaster, no, amen, grief that you might experience. Nothing can separate you, amen, because the cross says, amen, I'm here, I'm here to give you hope I'm here amen to help you through your difficult time here to address your challenge amen don't give ear to the words of your enemy give ear to the voice that emanates let the cross speak in your life when when the enemy says it, you can't make it you can't do it you can't get there you you're not going to be successful. I'm just saying today the message is let the cross speak. Don't let your enemy speak. Don't let your insecurity speak. Don't let your fear overwhelm you. Don't let circumstances engulf you. Just let the cross speak. And if the cross will speak in your life, it's got a message for you. And the message is everything's going to be okay. Amen. You have a future. There is a tomorrow for you. Amen. I've got an answer for your problem. There's, a, there's an answer for your challenge. Amen. This testing will pass. Amen. Let the cross speak. Amen. You see, the process of resurrection tells us that our ultimate victory actually comes from our weakness. We are, we are so, we gravitate towards power and authority and, and all that, but in the scripture we find that our, our victory and our redemption and our resurrection rises from our weakness. Amen. First Corinthians puts it this way in 15. It is sown in dishonor, but it's raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. Second Corinthians, Paul goes on to say in 13th chapter, for though he was crucified, Jesus, through weakness, yet he liveth by the power of God. For we are also weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. Amen. The enemy says you can't make it. You're too weak. Amen. It's too difficult. But the cross says, amen, you can. Amen. Resurrection is possible. Amen. Though it's sown in weakness, it will be raised in glory. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God. Amen. The cross can speak into our lives. It speaks of a better life. It speaks of a better way of living. Amen. John chapter 10 tells us, verse 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But he said, I am come 
that they might have life and that they might have life more abundantly. Amen. The cross says there is no life like living for Jesus Christ. It is an abundant life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. No life like life in Christ. Hallelujah. Yes, it is sown in weakness, but it is raised in power. Through our weakness, we are made strong. Amen. I'm talking to you today. All of us today are fallible creatures. Amen. All of us have times in our life when we, amen, let ourselves down. Amen. Sometimes our sin is heavier than we can bear. But I'm here today to say that the cross, amen, will speak to you. It speaks of a power greater than your sin. Amen. Greater than your problems. Amen. Greater than your situation. It speaks, amen, a a greater power that is available to you. You can live in triumph. You can live in victory, not because you're so strong, but it's because he's strong, amen, because he went to that cross and what happened on that cross, amen, ensured today you can live in power. You can live in resurrection. You can live in authority today. You can live, amen, in hope today. Hallelujah. First John, John writes, for if our heart condemn us, have you been there? Heart condemn us. Those are hard times to live through. Amen. Think about Apostle Peter. Oh, great Apostle Peter. Amen. But on this occasion, he's closed in a room hiding he has, he has utterly failed. He remembers the word of his Lord. Amen. That rooster is going to crow three times, and you'll have already failed me. Amen. And he knows it. And the enemy, ha, 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 ha. You thought you could be something more than you are. Ah. Petros. Really? You're Simon. You're Simon. And then the agony of making such a mistake, such a tragic mistake. And then the word comes that they've seen Jesus. And they say, the message is, tell Peter and the rest of the apostles. Say what? What did he say? Tell Peter. Tell Peter. Can you imagine the feeling that came over the Apostle Peter from one moment thinking that it was all over? It's all an impossible dream. And the next moment, hope is breathed back into his life. I'm talking to somebody today. You got yourself up together. You've come to this house of God. I believe as I was praying yesterday, there were other things I wanted to minister and preach today. But I think there is somebody today. Hey, man, you came and it's about to overwhelm you. It's, you came and it's about to, hey, man, push you under. 
But I came today with a message of hope. If you just let the cross speak into your life today. If you just let the cross speak into your life today. He can turn it all around. He can turn it all around. Amen. Two or three minutes at an altar. Amen. The presence of God can breathe life back into you, can breathe hope into you. Amen. Can breathe forgiveness back into you. Amen. Can, can breathe strength back into you. And you can realize once again, amen, that God, amen, is calling to you, you, just you today. There's one other thing that the cross speaks today that I think we need to hear. Jesus said, if you're going to be my disciples, you're going to have to deny yourself and take up the cross and follow me. And I believe the cross would say today, if we could speak to this inanimate object of wood, the cross would speak to us and say, pick me up, carry me for a while. Be his disciple. I see these wonderful young people this morning. Let the cross speak. You've got everything and everybody trying to speak into your life. You've got social media and every, all that stuff. You've got peer pressure that's working on you. You've got, amen, so many voices, but... You've got to tune that stuff out. You've got to let the cross speak in your life. And the cross would say today, give me your life. Invest your life in me. Invest your life in the things that the cross is about. And let it work in your life. Let the cross speak today. Can we stand together this morning? The cross wants to speak into your life today. Oh, I know it's a piece of wood, just an inanimate object in itself. But isn't it odd that Jesus himself used the word cross before he ever hung on it? You look it up in your, your scripture and go to the original, it's the same word every time, cross. And Jesus used it on more than one occasion, one of which I mentioned, Mark chapter 8. And when he had called his people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up the cross. The only thing they knew about a cross was cursed be every man that hangeth upon the tree. That's, that's all they knew. And Jesus says, you're going to take up my cross. So I think the cross is more than just a cultural symbol. I think God planted it in their mind that that which was seemingly meant to spell defeat to Christianity and to the Christ actually becomes a symbol that can speak to us today. 
and can bring to us liberty and hope and resurrection and help and encouragement and strengthening. I'm here today whatever you, to say whatever you need. If you let the cross speak to you today, you're going to walk out of this building a different individual than you came in today if you just let it speak into your life today. Amen. And as we worship the Lord today, amen, I, want, I wonder today if you'll just come and step into the presence of the Lord and let's fill this auditorium with, amen, hearts that are willing to let the cross speak into their lives today. Hallelujah. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God, speak into our lives today. <laughs>